When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks to everybody that applied for the segment, Help a Brother Out. We have chosen our brothers. That's right. I'm saying brothers because we actually chose three people to help out because a lot of people need our help based on the response that we got from doing this episode. So stay tuned. In a few weeks time, you will be hearing the brothers that we have selected to help out. And if it goes well, I mean... If they actually take my advice and it works, which it will, we're going to do this over and over and over again. So you at some point will get to be the brother that we help out. Thanks to everybody that applied. It shows how much you guys have faith in us. Um, So yeah, stay tuned. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Men podcast, we have the amazingly talented and super famous Howie Mandel on our show, also a fellow Canadian very proud. Uh, but Howie is talking to us about confidence, how to be funny, what makes a long-term relationship work and last for 36 plus years. That's how long he's been in his relationship. We also talk about women bringing up wanting a baby on the first date and how to handle that. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Ask Women Podcast. All right, hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women Podcast where you get real advice straight from the source. This is uh, Carney and Marnie. This is our new names because our last names, our, our first and last names rhyme. So this is the new thing we're doing. This is a request from one of our listeners yeah. that we now label I'm ourselves Kristen, as Carney and, and Marnie. It's Marnie, but my last name's Carney. No, I get it. I know right? who you are and I see what you <laughs> He's did. Like, what is your name? And I love that you came <laughs> up with this Thank and you, you have the need to explain why this, <laughs> this is our fourth week in a row that we've been explaining it too oh really you explain think, it every yeah, time we're, we're trying to make ourselves feel better about this yeah and how many people like do you a- think are listening right now when you say hey it's carney and marnie how many people <laughs> at this point are going oh well, why would they do that um, <laughs> probably, explain it. probably two you two just us yeah. the same yeah. initial yeah. two who heard it the we're first the time around yeah, yeah exactly because it's so cheesy and when yeah. i do something that's cheesy i feel the need to explain it and i'm your guest howie no i did i just got to it okay <laughs> and I'm Howie because uh, my Mandel. parents, Mandel. And, Just in case. Well, and we can explain that. Uh, my, <laughs> my parents, my father's uh, name was Mandel when he married my mother. They shared that name. Yes. And then Howie was a name that they came up with. And was Mandel his father's last name also? <laughs> well, Mandel is actually shortened. Oh, it's a shortened really? version oh, so of the real name. Mandelstein? No, from Mandel. <laughs> Which was ridiculous. <laughs> you came so from a we, long line of slow talkers. I came from a long line of L's. And and uh, we just shortened it. So now it's down to six. Six L's. <laughs> six L's. Six Unbelievable. L's. Okay. Well, Howie is actually the star of one of my favorite movies from childhood. Um, the movie that's called The Princess Who Never Laughed. Wow, that's one of your favorite movies. <laughs> it was when I was a child. That, that, that was the are, for first. For those that, that don't know, yeah. I, is Fairy Tale Theater. Yeah. That was a fairy that was tale one of my That first was a fairy tale theater movie. I loved yeah. it. I never saw that. And that makes me feel terrible because... 
because I am obsessed with fairy tale. You theater. are me too. How do yes. you find it now? Do you remember who the girl that didn't laugh was? Ellen Barkin, of course. Ellen Barkin. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I, I, wow. I have watched I can't believe that I movie see not that now, but like when I was a child. I don't think it's that good. Times. I don't think it's that good, but it's a good memory. I don't know that. I'm sure it was amazing. Do you know who my little sister was? No, who was it? Her last name is Coppola. She became a very fine director. Coppola. That's my little. That's my little sister. I'm carrying the pig and yeah. Okay, yes. I have to go back and watch that. Did you have curly hair in it, like black? I, well, obviously, yeah. that's what your hair was back then, but yeah. in your character in that movie, because I remember I did seeing... not change my hair for that character. Okay. Yes, <laughs> okay. it was my hair. <laughs> because in fairytale theater, they had previews of all the other fairytale theaters, yes. and I remember seeing you now I that I look I'll, back. I'll yeah. Google me. I think, Do you think yeah, it's on I, Netflix. I didn't. I don't know where it is, but no. I don't. I don't watch my. Uh, I don't watch my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> especially the fairy tale theater. Right. Well, I don't watch. I don't watch or listen good. to anything. I'll be honest with you. I'm not even. Yeah. going to listen to this podcast. Oh, of course not. Neither yeah. are we. I've never okay. listened to Perfect. one of our podcasts, and we have how many? Like 150. Yeah. There's 150 yeah. of these. Yeah. 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 Carney and Marnie. Yeah. Well, well no, there were four, four of Carney and Marnie. Wing Woman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wing Girl. Wing girl. wing girl. Wing girl. She's a wing girl. Yes. Well, we wanted to talk to you because you have had a very successful long-term marriage. And we wanted to know, what is the secret to having- I think the secret is not a secret. And I think you'd have to ask my wife. But the secret is, as we were talking about before we got on the air, I'm, after I l- finish this, I'm flying, leaving. Right. Not being there right. is a success. Yeah, not pl- Not spending time with me. Uh, is is the only way that you can really enjoy me. Oh, yeah. Yes. When I'm not there, I'm a pleasure. When I'm there, it's not so pleasurable. Yeah. See, but that's th- how it is in my marriage, too. That's interesting. Yeah. You know how they say distance makes the heart grow fonder? Is yeah. that what they yeah. say? Or, But it, it works for us. I've been with my wife for 40 years now. Which is crazy. It should cra- be like distance make the, makes the heart grow happier, more satisfied, what calmer. What is it about distance? Like, I, I, I understand that, yes. Oh, you spend... Uh, you spend a little time with me. I try to get away from me, and I can't. But uh, I just think that, uh, you know, I can be annoying. And I think everybody, I think finding somebody, it's really neat, you know, to find somebody in the hunt. Isn't that what this podcast is mm-hmm. about? The hunt and the search. It's about the whole process. But I'm talking about the process. Hunting and capturing is what's great. People yeah. love to hunt and capture. And then once you have it. I like the kill. Know, what? I'm into the kill. <laughs> like ripping uh, them to shreds. The hunt and then the kill. And I'm the kill. The, yeah. The yeah. hunt, the kill. But then, so then what? And, and that's the, the beauty. Eating. That's the hard part is to make it work. And my wife is a saint. She deserves, uh, uh, I've given her ribbons. Stuff. Have you? Yeah. Yes. Like what kind of ribbon? Like, like the ribbons you win in, like <laughs> in like a beauty pageant and stuff with like the blue. It's not a beauty pageant. It's the pageant of our life. Right, but, amazing like, wives. Actual, they look I like did. It. She, so she came in third ribbon. place. Yeah. So your other wives came in first and second. I don't have other wives. Right. It's just it's just third. I'm not gonna. I don't want to swell her head. Right. I don't want her to feel like oh, you're not this that is great. It. You're pretty good. Yeah. Always keep them guessing. Yeah. No, Always. I think it's smart. It is smart. Do you do mystery? Do you do romantic-y things that could be considered never. cheesy? Okay, good. Ne- never, because... That's pretty romantic. If you do give any sort of ribbon whatsoever, that's pretty romantic. No, I'll tell you something. In the past 40 years, one time, one time, I brought home flowers. And I'll never forget what she said to me. She looked at me, and it was such a, an amazing moment. She said, 
who gave you these? <laughs> yeah. And it was true. I took them from a like set. Like re-gifting? They was. I do yeah. re-gift. But I did yeah. think of you when I saw these I just can't. I don't know it. And, and I appreciate if somebody's romantic, and I'm, and I'm sure there are people that love to be romanced and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just that I, 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 the comedy side of it, it's just yeah. really just holding flowers. Do you have a... Oh, I came around the corner. You're, the engineer came around the corner. <laughs> give you like I thought he was going to give me flowers. Like a squirt water out of it. I just find it, even holding flowers makes me laugh. Just, yeah. The, yeah. just the gesture of so standing. it's typical. But it's just even to make your hand like a, the fist of a vase and just yeah. go, here, honey. You know, and yeah. they got it wrapped in that crepe paper and just, right. I don't know how to do it. And then right. if you hold it pageant, like, it, how like do you hand? Baby. I don't even know how to hold it. Or even buying jewelry. I like to, her with me because if you buy a ring or you buy a necklace, they give it to you in a, in a shopping bag, a four-inch shopping bag. It's just this. And then you, I don't know how to leave the store <laughs> right. with the bag. A man holding a tiny like little. A, a little femininity or like clowny about the whole thing. Thing. Right. And then, you know, just, uh, you know, dinner for two someplace in a quiet, like if I was to light a couple of candles and we'd be eating, just a, the sound of chewing would make me laugh. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't, the same as you. I, oh, really? I, yeah, for sure. I think those girls, things don't sound like super romantic to me either. It's about the two people that are a part of that process that make it romantic. And I find that it's kind of like typical. But to I think do that's the thing about things. being a comic is that you see everything as comedic. Everything has some ridiculousness to it. And I also uh, married somebody who has an amazing sense of humor, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I believe that uh, the sense is the key word. You know, I don't right. think if you're not telling a joke, you're not, we end up laughing at inappropriate times at inappropriate places. And that's kind of, that's our romance. Yeah. But that's and, amazing. Well, and I, so I, it's kind of like if it's disingenuous, don't do it. Don't give the flowers if it's something that you wouldn't do normally. So yeah, if you're a dude, you gotta, it's, that's, that's not your style. Don't do it. Right. Right. Or if I get her flowers, like I got her, once got her like a plant, a giant, well, not a plant, a tree. Not a tree, <laughs> uh, like a hedge. I filled a room <laughs> so she couldn't get in. But it's funny. That's funny. That's, funny. Yeah. that's, that's great. Funny. Yeah. Well, because yeah, you thought great. of it. You did it. You took time to do it. That's like that's thinking about her me. to make her laugh, to make you laugh and do it together. That's I think phenomenal. she makes me laugh more than I make her laugh. Always has been. I think she's the, in the relationship. She's the funny one. I make a living with funny, but I am not funny when I'm... I don't think I'm funny when I'm home and, and not not doing podcasts or maybe I'm not even funny on this podcast, but I'm not funny. I don't think I'm a funny person. I, 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 um, kind of identify funny, but she's funny. Right. Well, I'd say the same thing. Like with my boyfriend, when we're home, he's always goofy and acting funny and I'm the one who does stand up. And when I'm home, I'm pretty serious. Right. And I just want to kind of be, and he's always like, well, you're supposed to be a comedian. And I'm like, yeah, but that's, it's not. I mean, he gets me, but that's home. not how. That's not how. That's I the am. only art form that people want to that think that they should bring it outside of wherever the work. Right, you know, yeah. right? Like you wouldn't go up to a singer and go, "How? Hello. How come you're not right. singing? Right. Well, I you, thought you were a singer. How come you're not ordering your di- dinner singing? I'll have the steak. <laughs> yes. you, know? well, you mentioned that the key to a successful marriage, at least for you, has been distance. So, what about for guys who are listening to this podcast who may not be in a relationship yet, or they are in a relationship, but they have a typical nine to five job, they have very little travel, they can't go walk over over to Van Nuys Airport and jump on a private plane and go travel for three days and then come back to their wives. What, how do people with that lifestyle? create distance for themselves from their partner so that they can have that alone time. I don't know that I'm an expert, 
because I think you're an expert. I'm sure. I know you do, but I don't think I am. I don't analyze what I do. I just do. Yeah. But that you know, you know, I'm I'm comfortable with my discomfort, and I I think being comfortable, I think just being comfortable is the secret. I think and mystery. I'm very mysterious. People who know me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but I don't share. Well, that's what I thought when I met you. I don't share. This guy's got mystery. I'm not a sharing, you know, and right. maybe it's because I personally have mental health issues. So the only place that I, you know, I talk to a therapist. I, I don't share. Yeah. Right. But I think mystery is a wonderful thing. Well, I've always for said sure. I, I, I don't like talking to people for more than five minutes because then I lose my mystique. You know, I and like to like, have oh, that you're figured out. I like now. to be a little I love, mysterious. I love that you just come to the party thinking that you have mystique. <laughs> I know, I don't have any, actually. No, you don't want to lose it. I know, I don't, but I, but I didn't have it to begin with. But I love a woman who says, I don't want to lose my mystique, assuming I have right. my mystique. <laughs> I don't have any, do yeah. I? No, no, you, you probably do, but I just think that... The but idea, not in this situation. But you know, that's right. also very attractive. When right. people think, I think self-confidence is the key well, to Well, it's because I usually wear a cape, but I left it in the yes. car. <laughs> you know, I'm wearing my hair like this because I don't want to be too gorgeous. Right. <laughs> You know, it's just my like, casual tea. You don't want to intimidate it. people, obviously. Right, right. Uh, so, to answer your question, which I forgot what it was, how do people get this time to themselves and this distance from their relationship? Get like if a it's small not studio a- apartment and go hide away. I think if you have nothing to say, get out of the room. I think if you have nothing to do, <laughs> see you guys later. You know, just I just don't think that you spend time or go home or do. And I, th- I think that goes for friendships, not only relationships or mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Don't wear out your welcome, you know. And wearing out your welcome is just having another. Then you become a uh, an obligation, yeah. you know. And and, you and women can feel that as well. well when so they can feel, men. You're not so yeah. different than us. You We're know? pretty you want, freaking amazing. The mystique. <laughs> the mystique. And yes. Everything. But it is, you know, another human being can be an obligation. As yeah. long as you can make yourself not feel like an obligation, then there's a mystique. But the mystique is huge because honestly, the reason I liked my boyfriend to begin with was because he never updated his Facebook page ever. And so I had no idea what he was doing because now today everyone is so... <laughs> I love that you find laziness uh, mystique. <laughs> well, right. I, I confused it for, for mystique. But he, I, you know, today everyone's so accessible with... Uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and everyone's updating where they are constantly and he never you know he only he doesn't have a Facebook page anymore but he has no social media at all and I thought that was really I would imagine women are listening to this thinking oh my god what a lucky girl (laughs) right but I thought that was so cool because I'm like you know I I had no idea what he was doing so it made me wonder all the time and now I just know he was just like sitting home (laughs) playing a video game you just ruined the mystique (laughs) right but I, I found out that's the thing is, there is no mystique. That's, that's the no disappointing myst- part. You know, that's why they call it mystique. Because it's uh, a mistake. Mystique is French for mistake. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's just, but I think mystique and mystery and, and drama is important in everybody's life. That's why we go to movies and that's why we like stories. Yeah. And we wanna, you want to create that to make it exciting. You know, it's very funny because uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld once said he, he, he got married late in life. And he goes, I don't know if I can because at four o'clock, if I'm hungry, all of a sudden there's going to be somebody else in my life. As a single guy, yeah. I can just go to the fridge, 
go home, make myself a sandwich. Yeah. That's it. If I have a girlfriend or if I have a wife, I can go, I'm hungry now. I Do you have dinner wait. plans? Yeah. Do I wait for you? Yeah. And that's where it becomes an obligation. And not that you have to be self-serving, but as long as you don't put yourself in a position to be somebody else's obligation, I think that you'll keep the mystery and the excitement and the fun alive. The idea is just to have as much fun as you can. It mm -hmm. shouldn't be, it is work, but not too much work. You shouldn't, it shouldn't be a, a chore. Well, can and, you define right? work a little bit more? Because I, th I think for some people, especially when you mentioned communication or work on a relationship, I don't think they really know what that means. So for you, what does working on your relationship mean? Well, I think a relationship is like a party. You know, you want to go to the party. It sounds great, right? You want to go to the oh, party. I hate parties. <laughs> do you? Mm -hmm. So do I. But I, <laughs> yeah. but I like the analogies. So right, it's I a good analogy. Go with it? Yeah, or yeah. I'll let you go with it, yeah. Okay. Most people listening probably like parties. But the idea of a party <laughs> yeah. is good. Yeah. It's usually, yeah. it doesn't turn out to be everything you thought it was, just like the illusion of that exactly. mystique standing on the other side of the room is sometimes looks better than it actually is. Right. If you, but if you go to that party, you have this, uh, you know, you can go to the party and then if you overstay your welcome or you spend too much time with one person and get involved in a conversation that just starts boring you, mm -hmm. and then you can't walk away because you're, you're obligated and you think that would be rude, or if something else is happening over your shoulder and you're not paying attention, you want to go there because you really don't want to be here, or if you're having a great time at the party but everybody's leaving and you're the last one to leave so they'll never invite you to that party again. <laughs> right. It's like overstaying your welcome, turning something fun into an obligation. We could all do that, and we can all share too much, and we can can all be too available and we can all be too, you know, not that when you're in a relationship with somebody, they don't see the, the, uh, the bad side and the roughness of it, but just not too much. You just mm -hmm. can't, a lot of people get into a relationship and then they just give up. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Captured it. Killed it. Mm -hmm. I'm right. here. Done. That's it. That's Done. all Done. to do. And I think it's a constant, all those games that you played to get it, I think you got to play all those games to keep it. Yeah. I completely. That's it, a good it's it is a good analogy. But it's it really is, it is, it's more exhausting to become complacent in a relationship because I find, if, you know, in my own experience. For the other person. It, yeah. Yes. It, but it is, it is for the other person and then it becomes wearing on you, especially right. as a man. If, if there's people being complacent, that means that there's somebody upset, somebody hurt, somebody wanting more. So constantly having somebody tapping on your shoulder saying, Where, where's that guy that I first started dating? Like, give me more, give me more. That's very tiring on you. And then you're going to be wanting to go away even more than you already are, not for the mystique, but just to actually get away from that type of atmosphere that doesn't feel so good. And also change. Mm -hmm. We like to, like, change it up. It's change. I, uh, my wife and I, our life, day-to-day -day life is very different than it was 20 years ago, very different than it was 10 years ago. We do different things. We try to find different places to go, different things Who's to do. Who's in charge of that for your family? Or is it, so, is it something both oh, we of have you do? A, I'm a, a, a very um, successful celebrity, so I have a social director. <laughs> 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 like Monday nights, you have a meeting saying what you're going to be doing and trying out for the week? I have a chart. Uh, it's on uh, online. And we know what to do. No, nobody's Don't make fun. Me and my husband have monthly or weekly meetings. 
where I said that an agenda she's on Monday. crazy. An agenda? Mm-hmm. An agenda of what we're going to talk about. Her cover. husband's the same. So much for the mystique. <laughs> I know. Right. But this Zero. is like, my husband is an introvert. And so for him, having things discussed loosely, I'm an extrovert. I like just throw fun ideas out there all the time. And like, I wanted to jump on board. For him, it's overwhelming. He ends up feeling like he can't accomplish anything. And then it creates a disconnect between the two of us. And it took me a long time to learn about that, that he was an introvert, he needed time to process, and he liked things in lists. So for us, I send out an agenda during the day. Saying <laughs> you send out? Yep. Oh I email God. an agenda. I mail him an agenda. Really? Um, yeah. Trust me, it's not like sexy at all. And no, I wish Nobody was- thought it was. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, no one No one, no one listening, no one yeah. here. Trust me, this is not sexy. Yeah. Oh, my agenda's but here. But it ends up being really sexy. because. Why? Because at the meeting? night, yeah, the meeting, like some, I'm, <laughs> whatever. She just shows up naked. We show up naked. No, but we, I make even I, if it's not on the agenda. Yeah. Oh, you I will do. go off the agenda. Oh, oh, sometimes I will. Yeah, we're that crazy in our household. That but. crazy. <laughs> that, no, but we. I do something that you don't makes, want to be naked while you're holding the agenda. You can get a paper cut. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but we have a nice dinner. We'll have wine. We'll have a conversation without having an argument about things that need to be completed and. He won't feel so overwhelmed, and I get the responses that are open. This is her version of anal, by the way. (laughs) Oh, I get it. I have OCD, but it's really... No, but it's really nice. And yes, like sometimes... we have sex afterwards because and it, sometimes we have sex. sometimes <laughs> other times like you know we'll go and watch TV after but it's we'll it's really nice after for the, the agenda yes after the agenda <laughs> after, <laughs> after the, the meeting agenda. sometimes we'll have sex after our agenda meeting but it's really nice because he doesn't he doesn't get angry at the requests that I have or he doesn't get do you have a lot of requests I'll have, you have requests. a request line I do <laughs> I'm an extrovert bedroom. and I'm excited by the potential of the world in front of me so yeah. if, if we both work from home I can throw out ten ideas in a day and that right. becomes really overwhelming for him and for but me but maybe you shouldn't throw out 10 ideas in a day I know so, I'm, so that's why this so is so good so you have to put everything in writing I put it in writing mm-hmm. of things that I <laughs> she need she writes it in blood yeah <laughs> you don't do this <laughs> you don't do this oh no but God. there are things like you know what are we going to do with our nanny for the week do we want her on Friday or Saturday you and know, then so. sometimes there's sex after that <laughs> <laughs> It's a hot conversation for us. It's like the Schwarzenegger. I mean, to each his own, right? (laughs) Right. This turns me on, may not turn you on. What are we going to do with the (laughs) name? Include her or not? Let's wet her. Let's (laughs) let's soak her down. It's on the agenda. But it's really helpful for us. And it ends up making us love each other more. Listen, I'm not judging. Not now. Yeah, I you do are, sometimes. Yeah. But but uh and and that's good for you. I like um I'm much uh, less uh I don't like um I didn't finish high school. I don't have a GED or I didn't go to college. I can't I can't and they wanted homework. Sounds like your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, school to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like but but I couldn't I can't I can't do the same thing twice and I can't organize. I'm not organized. Yeah. Though I have people that help me organize yeah because no, i'm the same way as you no you're not you organize the meeting I, do you know how much effort it takes for me to actually do that and how much how annoying it is for me to do that but i do it for our relationship because we were talking about work before right so for, how long have you been in this relationship uh 12 years wow. feels like 40 for him <laughs> but <laughs> i gotta go home i have a meeting <laughs> yeah with my wife but this but this is the work like there's there we have a lot of differences between the two of us there should be yes absolutely opposites attract fresh and he teaches me things i teach him things there's a lot of things that, that frustrate me there's a class and a meeting 
There is a class teaching. and a meeting. And they go to therapy. And therapy. He's yeah. a saint. Yeah. He's saint a saint. Jordan. He's oh, God. No, but, you, but... Does he exist? He does exist. <laughs> he does. He worked on your show. Oh, right. Yeah, he does exist. I do. Well, I he's, he's away a lot as well. Like, he travels a lot. So, so does that work for you? Yeah, him going away is very nice. <laughs> I know. But it you is. mean that in the nicest way. Yeah, it's nice because I get my I want to work time. for Hallmark. Just go away. Just yeah. Thought that'll be my card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go away. Exactly. Like last week he that. went away and I uh, got an old school NES system, Nintendo Entertainment System. I plugged it in, played Nintendo for like three hours by myself, it, you know, and that was magical for me. Wow. And absolutely amazing. And, and I was refreshed and he was refreshed when he came back from being away for four days. And that was wonderful. It is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have an opposite situation where my boyfriend never leaves <laughs> ever. He trying to get him to leave. Oh, I what? always, I always go, go with your friends. You know what you should do? You should have him attend one of her meetings. <laughs> He'll go away forever. He'll kill himself. Yeah. He's like, see how miserable it is yeah, over at that yeah, household. Yeah. This could be you. Yeah. Calls all the time. I'm like, we just saw each other. You just left. Why are you calling? No. Oh, dear God. But anyway, um, we have a couple minutes left and then we're going to take a quick break. But um, we're going to do a quick game. Okay. And it's called Thanks But No Thanks. Okay. And so a lot of the guys who listen to our podcast listen because they have a hard time with the women and they, right. get, they get rejected a lot. Right. Um, and a lot of them aren't necessarily funny and I think that's why they have a hard time with, with the women and that's good why, why it's good to have comedians on our podcast who are funny so that they can kind of get a gist of how to be funny. So... Um, Nobody ever thought I was funny when I was dating. We should really be asking his wife these Yeah, things. your wife should come on and, and answer er, and yeah. respond to these. She's so basically, funny one. these are rejections. And so... Things that a woman could say to you. Right. So I just want you women to Women would say this if I... They probably wouldn't say these necessarily. But they have been said? No, these are specifically for you that these I wrote. These are for me? Yeah. Rejections. Right. So this if you weren't is, married uh, and someone is really I, cruel... And they were cruel... <laughs> Trying to get it's how you would this respond. is a game. Be, yeah. Figure out the rules of this game. You just have to respond with, <laughs> in a witty way. I'm trying. And God knows I'm trying. But no pressure. But, but anyway, no pressure. It's just so our listeners can hear a way someone someone with so a quick wit you, would respond. If you approached someone and you asked, "What am I doing? If am I going to read?" Out, if you asked someone out and then they rejected you, and this was their response, mm-hmm. so this is their respond? rejection to you. How would you respond? So what do I? What am I doing? So p- turn one of these over, <laughs> okay. and this is there. You got to give all the rules. You can't just <laughs> never. Yeah, I know, why I'm didn't you send out an agenda host. before? Send that's a game show host. Okay, and now I didn't. Am I supposed so to read this? Read this. Okay, so I've asked this young lady out. Yeah. Deal and, or no deal? It says <laughs> more like this is not a deal. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's her, her response to you. you. Oh, she would say no deal. Yeah, so that he should hand it to you, so you can say it to him. Next time. Okay. Okay. We'll you don't like the way. way this is going? No, but I think like it's better for you rather <laughs> so than I'm reading. The girl. Okay. So you I'm get the to girl. hear a real But I would understand saying. what she's doing because I, I was the, the host of Deal or No Deal. And right. And this is so a very she's being witty, witty. She's being witty. More obnoxious. rejecting you. It's more yes. obnoxious. There's supposed to be obnoxious rejections to you. Okay. And you have to respond to her. I have to respond when re- she says no deal. Yeah. But but I think it's kind of funny that she would say that right, because exactly. I'm the host. Exactly. Uh, see what she did there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a witty, wonderful woman. Sarcastic <laughs> exactly. bitch. That's me. That's what I was <laughs> Just a sarcastic bitch. A little cunt, I would, actually. Can I say cunt? Yeah, you can, yeah, say, you can cunt. say whatever yeah, you, you want. Yeah, you don't say that. Yeah, I love the word cunt. On this show, you can. 
Yeah. Not supposed to. I don't like the word cunt. When my son I like was cunty. like, I don't have a problem with cunt either. You don't? No. Well, put it on the agenda. Okay. <laughs> I, but, my son uh, was once swearing when he was ten years old, and he said, "I." And I said, "You can't use that language as disrespectful." And he goes, "I even know the." And I said, "You don't even know what you're saying." And he said, "I know the worst word." And I said, "What's the worst word?" He says, "You know the one women hate <laughs> with about their body part." Right, I go, right. "What is the word?" He goes, "I'm not going to say it." I said, I'm giving you permission right now. I want to hear what is that word that women hate. And he points down to his groin area. He goes, you know, the K word. <laughs> and I went home and I told my wife. And my wife's response was, so did you tell him how to spell it correctly? Which I didn't. I don't know why that's important. I would say that too. That's you would? Yeah. She's yeah you don't a, want him walking around spelling it wrong. Exactly. He's going to write it on the or use it right. Where's it Bathroom written? walls. <laughs> really? Like, and it doesn't offend you if you say cunt? No. So that's, that would be my way to respond. Okay. Deal or no deal, it's no deal. And I would say, cunt. <laughs> See, to the right girl. And then girl. if she got really, and if it was the wrong girl, I'd go, uh, and she'd go, you can't say that. And, yeah. and I would pretend I had an English accent and go, I said I cunt hear you. That's perfect. Yes. Thank you. That's yes. exactly what I wanted to I didn't say what you thought. That's perfect. I cunt hear you. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, next one. Um, Wait, no, I don't like that one as much. Hold on. You're supposed to no, randomly pick up. Five. Yes, but I... Okay. Sorry, I'm not into baldies. <laughs> I'm not bald. I'm just growing my flesh out. Okay, that's perfect. I have a full head Next. of hair under my flesh. I love that one. Perfect. Okay, this one. Okay. And I'm not bald. You can't see my hair because I'm wearing my pants. <laughs> perfect. There you go. I love it. Um, Cunt. <laughs> I want to use it on all of them <laughs> because I can. You've given me to give a man carte blanche to say that is unusual. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I do stand. Nothing offends me. Well, we're no, all about male empowerment on this. Show. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> that we were taught Call as a young wench, boy. I remember cunt. from the time I was five, my mom coming in the room and saying, "Don't you know? Don't use the word." Well, because I've always perceived like I said, "What mom? girls that get mad at the word cunts are cunts." Yeah, I think so too. I, the, I like what maybe, are bitches then? Um, well, bitches, so bitches are actual bitches, but assholes are, are cool. Like (laughs) to think about this, that uh, you're saying that cunts are actual cunts, but assholes are cool, but the asshole is an inch and a half from the cunt. So they're close. They're close, but they're not the same. Right. So like an asshole would be honest with you. A cunt would lie to you about like, oh, I like your outfit. But then, like, talk shit behind your back. That's a cunt. What would a bitch do? A bitch would do the same thing. But a bitch just isn't as extreme as the cunt. Oh, but I feel like a bitch and an asshole are very similar. A bitch would do it, but no, like, an asshole, she's a bitch. No, an asshole, okay like, it. I consider an asshole more, like, kind of like, you know, like a New Yorker who's like, eh, get the fuck out of the way. But he's really cool. Like, he'd help you uh, if you fell down or something. You don't think a bitch would? No. An asshole the way would your help brain you works is very interesting. <laughs> wow. It's a sad, See, sad I have a problem trap. with the word moist. I don't know why everyone's so offended the word moist. I, I, I'm not offended by it. I'm not like that was the worst thing you've ever said. I just, ugh, I don't like it. But, cunt, but who it, wants a dry cake? You're I okay want a with moist cunt, cake. but you're upset with moist. Mm-hmm. What if you used both of them together? Oh, no. I don't what, like a it. moist cunt? <laughs> Isn't a that what you're cunt. going for? It's a friendlier cunt. <laughs> As opposed to dry? <laughs> I, uh, I'd prefer a moist cunt over a dry cunt. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what would my witty response be to that? Yeah. Would that be a good opening line? Wait, to walk wait. up to a woman? <laughs> you know what I prefer? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I would. What? You could pull it off. 
I could pull it off. There's certain people that could pull it off. You could pull it off. I don't think so. You know, I like when people, uh, first of all, if out of context, I don't think I get recognized. And I, I, I think that would be that would be a funny hidden camera just to get people to go up to women mm-hmm. with the most outrageous, just innocence. Hi, and what's your name? What's your name? Can I tell you, I <laughs> like a moist cunt over a dry cunt. You? <laughs> We're talking ladies. <laughs> what are you laughing? There's other people in the room that are laughing. Yeah. Are you single? That's a no. Uh, no. He's holding up a ring yes. finger. Yeah. Could you say the cunt word to your wife? Does your wife like the cunt word? We wake up and basically say cunt all the time. We wake up and say That's cunt? the whole reason they wake up, actually. A simple good morning would suffice. <laughs> Isn't it a beautiful day? <laughs> Fuck off, cunt. <laughs> okay, give one more. Give me my question. coffee, cunt. Um, only if you'll... So you ask her out and then she says, only if you'll shake on it. Because I know you're... Oh, because she happens to like her last boyfriend had Parkinson's. Is that what, <laughs> is that what you're getting at? See, that's a good response. Because that's supposed to be a handshake. I get it because okay. I don't yes, shake hands. Yes, yes, no, yes. I get the jokes. Okay, all right. I get the jokes. Okay. And what I was doing was I was. <laughs> that was a good response. See what I right. was doing? This was a perfect. Literally. You think I'm Michael J. Fox? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's perfect. <laughs> Only if- See, that's literally perfect for our listeners to hear. Because sometimes they're like, I don't understand like what how to be funny. But that was literally a perfect display of First of all, somebody of should never try to be funny. Exactly. Because I think trying to be funny is not funny. Right. right. Either you're funny it's like or something funny happens. Right. But I think the key is confidence. Yeah. And even if it's feigning confidence, pretend you're confident. Right. Don't let her know you're not confident. Because it's like having a, you know, a safety net. Right. You know, if you feel confident, people will go across that wire and step on that on that wire if they think that you're a safety net. And I think that I have friends who you would not think if you looked at them, they're not in show business and they're not particularly financially successful, who do very well with the ladies. And what I what I've yeah. learned to to kind of uh, glean from that is their confidence you know yeah people think if the, if you believe you got something then everybody something. around around you believes they yeah. got something mm-hmm. yeah. and there are guys who have a lot going for them in looks and in money and in the right car who aren't doing well yeah. so don't look don't try to be funny if you're not a comedian just just be confident that you're a human and that uh, you're worthy yeah and I think I would, I would say that. That would be my opening line. I'm a human. I'm worthy. Will you dance with me? Oh, I like that. Will you do? Yeah. It's a perfect place and to And even if you won't dance with me, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to dance alone. If you'd like to join me, feel free. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a perfect line. All right. We'll be back after this little break because we have a whole overanalyze segment with Howie Mandel. We'll be back after this. Have you washed your... <laughs> Just looking for a doctor. There's nothing to worry about. Relationship expert. Most important thing now is to remain calm. There's no reason to panic. It's Simone Vienne's Crazy Sexy Minute. Sex selfies. Well, we know that selfies have been around since as long as people have basically been able to take pictures of themselves. Selfies, some are decent, some are OTT, and some can be TMI. But how about the after sex selfie? All you have to do, hashtag after sex and share your after sex bliss on Instagram. Yep, you can make it as jaw dropping as you can imagine. What is funny, actually, the ones I've seen on Instagram have got people with loads of their pets actually looking really quite horrified. Dogs and cats going, huh? 
what did dad just do? So keep the dogs out of the bedroom. Hashtag after sex. Put on beautiful lighting. Use that timer and then just enjoy being smug, showing the world what an amazing sex life you have and take that after sex selfie. Playboyradio.com. Okay, you were out? out of school for yes. impersonating a contractor or something like that? Well, what? One of many things. So, so mm. I have, uh, you know, ADHD and OCD and I couldn't sit and I don't really fit in the rules. But I loved, laughter has been my medicine and has been my savior. And, you know, whatever issues I have, I've always. And the first time, you know, laughter was a big part of my house. And my dad and mom used to come home with albums. And as a little boy, I didn't really get the references of whatever these jokes were. And But I hear them laughing a lot. And they'd watch The Tonight Show and I'd hear them laugh. And I wanted to be part of it. Yeah. And, but I never got it. I'd sit in the living room and watch it and I didn't have yeah. any point of reference. So the first thing I remember is seeing a Candid Camera with Alan Fund, which is probably before your time, but you know what Hidden Camera is. Yeah, of course. And it kind of explained to me, it was the first time he came on and he kind of explained, you know, we're going to hire these ladies and they're going to be receptionists and work behind this desk. And I've tied a rope to the bottom of the desk and it's going through this wall (laughs) and every time the phone rings and they go to answer it, somebody on the other side of the wall is going to pull the rope. So, you know, I was four or five when I was watching this. And I understood, and I couldn't wait. And then when they pulled it, me and my parents were, like, doubled over in laughter. And I thought, oh, my God, this feels so good to laugh. It's so funny. You just fuck with people, and you laugh. What I didn't get and I didn't understand was this was a television show. Yeah. That you need an audience, that you're doing it for a purpose. And, you know, that adage, if you can just make one person laugh, then you're doing their job. It's just for many, many years that one person was me. So to that end... (laughs) One of the many things I did is at that time when I was a kid, I was in high school and I was bored. I used the yellow pages. I called a contractor. I gave my name, Howard Mandel, and I said, I need you to come out to give bids on the library. And it was just fun for me in math class. Nobody knew. I didn't tell anybody this. But I'd be in math class, and I'd see the guy in the field with his clipboard measuring. And then from it, I couldn't hear, and I didn't know what was happening. I'd see the principal walk out. And kind of explained to him what he was doing. And he had my name, which I thought was even funnier. And then on the PA system, I'd hear, will Howard Mandel please come down to the office? And I would go down to the office in all seriousness. And the principal would say, you know, I was just talking to a a general contractor that he has told me that has been authorized by you to give a (laughs) bid on addition to the library. And I would go... Yes. He'd go, well, you can't. Well, you're participating you in the school's that. betterment. I said, I know I can't do that. That's why I'm getting three bids. I'm not going to take <laughs> the first bid. And he said, just like, like I, he was scared of me. And he said, please just sit down. And I sat down. And apparently he had called my parents. And he called my parents and asked them to come to the school. And they came to the school and they sat there. For me, this is a great scene and probably uh, you know an amusing story today. But in the moment, oh, you yeah. have to remember right. in the '60s, you know, and he sits down the principal very seriously and says, you know, your son authorized a you know a contractor to come and put an addition onto the library. And then this awkward silence of my parents, I could see trying to bite their lips as if I don't know what he was looking for them to say. You know, we've told them never to do that we told them never to hire contractors like there was nothing they saw See, they I would be proud if I went in I'm like that's awesome not at well, this in time the moment, you yeah. know not at this time not if we, well maybe nowadays but yeah. remember this 60 people weren't 
You know, I, I had no aspirations of being a comedian. I wasn't right. in a school play. It was nothing. It was just, and the way I was playing it was very serious and wrong. And, uh, right. you know, I didn't understand. I was, I thought I was trying to do something good. So it was just, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I did yeah. many things like that. Yeah. Um, and I was asked to leave because really? of my behavior. Well, many things. Right. Many. Has the school ever called you out now for your success? No, I didn't have a friend. You know, there was, at, that, at this time, people who come up to me now who went to school with me go, you were so funny. Nobody thought I was funny. You know, yeah, I was 15 yeah. and 16 years old, and the key to being 15 and 16 years old is just try to fit in. I wanted yeah. to meet a girl. I couldn't meet a girl. I was, in, in high school, I was uh, four foot ten. I weighed 88 pounds. Uh, I thought my I had long hair. I had hair longer than yours. My hair went past my shoulders. I can show you a picture. And uh, I looked like a little girl. I had a high voice. I didn't shave. I was acting weird. You know, yeah. I think the key to uh, blending in and meeting somebody is kind of fitting in and not being noticed. Right. I wasn't the class clown. I would do weird things. You know, right. we had swim class, you know, and I'm from Toronto, Canada. It was in February. It's freezing. Yeah. So this is before um, Caddyshack came out, which did it after but it used to be if you look if you go to watch uh, make me laugh from 1970s i talked about it before that movie even came out but i used to i didn't want to go swimming so i threw a chocolate bar in the pool so it would look like somebody (laughs) pooped and then there was announcements saying that if anybody has any information of who you know defecated in the pool there'll be no trouble but we'd like to get information the whole school shows up at the end of the day at the pool to look at the shit at the bottom of the pool and I, I dived in and came up with it in my mouth. This didn't get me <laughs> dates. It didn't get me... It's genius, you know, though. I mean, that's, now, the, that's in, the problem, in right? In context the moment, of so, in the moment, right. I'm just the most disgusting right. little worm that mm-hmm. any girl... You know, I tried to meet girls. I, I joined a team. Like, I couldn't get... I weighed 88 pounds. I couldn't get on football. I figured the only way to meet a girl is be an athlete. The only a- athletic team that was available for an 88-year-old, an 88-pound guy was the wrestling team for the right, under 90. Right, right, So I thought, I'm going to meet girls. Did I know that the, the uniform was like a onesie? It looked right, like a girl's right. one-piece bathing suit. Easily showed butt sweat. Everything. You know. And now and this is to meet girls, and now I'm rolling around on a mat with a, <laughs> yeah. you know, a pimply-faced 88-pound <laughs> right. guy from another yeah, school. Yeah, life's cruel. It was. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. So I got asked to leave school and all my friends went on and I had no, I, have a, I had a rough. Yeah. So when did things, I like- wish I would have met you then because then I could have learned how to uh, approach a woman. <laughs> I actually, I looked like a girl. The only way I could meet girls, this is horrible, but I used to have really long hair like yours. So I knew that if I, to meet or start a conversation with girls, I brought a hairbrush to school and I would stand in the girl's bathroom and I would just stand in front of the mirror brushing my hair because they thought I was a girl. Oh, my God. And I'd start talking to them. And then I would pretend like when, once I introduced myself, like, oh, is this the girl's room? I you know, and then – but it was the way to start conversations with girls. Oh, my Interesting. God. When did it change for you? When did you become – or did you ever become better with women? You met your that, wife, right, when you were I really did. young? I did. She hated me at the beginning. It took me a long time to I'm, – I'm very uh, – you know, you once I focused, yeah, I wore her down. <laughs> <laughs> She's kept, if she blinks twice, come and save her. It's, it's like a hostage. You're making right. it seem like it's a hostage situation, <laughs> Mrs. Mandel. Right. Um, I was not. I was. You know, I, I was fearless in my pursuit of, you know, being outrageous, and that, that eventually got her. But it it deflected as many possible relationships as it ended in getting. You know, yeah, yeah. 
But it got you where you are today, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. It did. I yeah, said everything I've ever been punished for, expelled for, hit for is what I seem to get paid for. That's but great. it was a tough it was a tough yeah, it was uh, a tough go at it in the beginning. Well, you don't know that it's gonna end up being right. No, yeah, you never know future. where it's gonna end up. This right. is uh, hundred and eighty degrees from where I dreamed I would be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I wanna I ask I you a couple of questions. Balls, you do have those no, balls. No. You do. Okay, so we're going to answer some questions from our listeners. So, the first question. I find girls from ages 28 to 35 just have a one-track mind about finding a man to have children with. I find it quite off-putting because they are quick to turn rude. I found it so off-putting that I don't even want to bother with women in that age group. And uh, I and most guys want about three... Ooh, whoopsies. Getting really heated about this. I want three, about three to five years building a relationship with the future mother of my children. How come women don't get this? When they get rude about not being able to find a guy who wants kids right now... I tend to think at the back of my mind, well, you should have spent your early mid 20s finding a quality guy instead of whoring it up, having fun competing with 22 year old women now. I know this sounds cynical, but it's just the thought process. Any advice? Should I just not bother with women from 28 to 35? I'm a 31 year old, uh, by the way. I'm not a very good player, but getting better. No, you're not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're not a good player. You are off-putting. Yes. And, uh, and it is quite know, cynical. Cynical is the least of his <laughs> issues. <laughs> yeah. It's, he is absolutely ridiculous. His mindset is ridiculous. It is not... First of all, I, I love that it's like a height requirement. He's got an age requirement for what people want. There are people that are... First of all, I don't think that that you should have this plan about waiting three years to have children. I think that you should have a plan about meeting somebody, and you have set yourself up to not be compatible with anybody, because these aren't the things that you have rules about. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not an age range. It's a human you know, and it, I just think that that's the most ridiculous, hateful kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a woman, and I don't want to go out with him, and I don't want to have his children. You know, and and the reason is, it, it you know, you can't um, you can't put people in a category. And you know, I can introduce you to 21 year olds who say they never want to have children. It's mm-hmm. just the person you're meeting. But the fact that you put all this out there is not good and I think it harkens back to the beginning of this podcast when there's some mystery just go out when you go out and you're dating somebody go out and date without a plan of a three-year dating period and then having children go out I think the plan shouldn't extend past uh, pizza you know when you ask somebody out and I think that that's life I think you all this crap in your mind is crap and all the crap that you're kind of eliciting from all these other people's minds that you're getting is also crap. Yeah. But they're answering questions that you're asking and shouldn't be asked, you know, uh, beyond what do you want to eat? And now what do you want to do now? And what do you want to... And all these things of having children and, and taking it to the next step are natural movements rather than planned agendas. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but I think you can have agendas once you're in a relationship. Yeah. I don't think there's an agenda to dating. I think the agenda is to go out with somebody and then the next agenda is if you want to see them again, you see them again. Yeah. I think the fact that e- to even talk to somebody who says, uh, here's what I would like to do. I'd like to have three years with no children, grow into it, and then after three years, I'd like to have children. Yeah. That's just a, as obnoxious as somebody going out with you on the first date who yeah. says, I want to have a child right away, which also makes no sense. Right. So right. The, but I think what he's responding to is the pressure that he feels when he comes across a woman that he is interested who does start well talking in, about in all things. fairness you know uh you know biologically uh, a woman in her 30s you know i'm from a different generation but in in 
you know, my parents' age, you know, people were married and childbearing at 19 and 21. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I think that's when probably physiologically, that's the healthiest time for a woman to be having, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why a lot of people are, uh, you know, are having fertility issues right now because they're waiting until their late 30s. And so there is a biological clock. That being said, you know, so you can see why somebody who's in their late 30s and isn't in a committed relationship and knows they want to be a parent would uh, probably want to date somebody who's more serious and doesn't just want to get laid. So they're yeah. not. And that's really all that they're asking for. So I have a girlfriend who came over the other night uh, and she was talking. For an agenda meeting. For an agenda meeting. Right. It wasn't on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but she came over and she started asking me questions about being a mom and being a parent and do I really like it and she's almost 32 and she had had a boyfriend for five years and she thought okay you know we're going to have children together that relationship ended and now she's in this position where she is dating again and unsure of whether or not she wants to have kids but more so unsure if that's going to be an option for her and just to hear the way that she was talking about do I want kids do I not want kids and and that amount of pressure that she was putting onto herself to have to try and decide right now even before she's met somebody whether or not she wants to have kids it helps paint a picture as to what women are experiencing prior to going on a date with this guy. So, I, I, but it sounds my, like he's he's posing these. You know, he's yeah, totally. He's but I think, he, but he's reacting to what he's coming. Well, he's up also against, assuming that they is, were whoring it up in their twenties, in their early twenties, right. which is not the case for everybody. I know for me, I I didn't, and I actually regret not whoring it up. Me too. Because now but I'm what like, is I wish whoring I was up? Doing just the same having thing. more partners. He was probably whoring it up himself. I understood, oh. but I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, you're 60. I didn't know if you understood. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that, you know, human beings ultimately is <laughs> as different as we are. I think we're very much the same, and we're all human beings, <laughs> and uh, we all have the same needs and wants, uh, ultimately. I mean, there are obviously differences, and there's difference in the psychology and difference in the approach. But ultimately, you know, uh, just like a guy wants to go out and have fun without any commitment, females would like yeah. the exact same thing at times and wherever they are in life. You know, it's an individual human being. So y- I feel like your approach is totally wrong. Just find somebody you're compatible with. Mm-hmm. And let it happen naturally. And let it happen. Yeah. Don't discuss it. It shouldn't be part of – that's part of the, the mystique. I don't think that these discussions should be had, even by a female specifically – even in the first date, you do know, they, oh, when yeah. do you think that they, these conversations should be had about having children and about uh, where, where you want to take a relationship? No, you know, I, I don't have a number, but when you feel like there is some sort of uh, potential you know, of a future of a, of a relationship, well, with the, two the of potential you? of future is from the moment you say, would you like to go out on Friday? That's potential. Right, but I'm yeah. saying when you feel like you're somewhat monogamous without yeah. a discussion, yeah, like when you've been calling each other every night or you've seen each other every Friday night or Saturday night for a long time, then maybe you want to broach it. Yeah, but you don't want to. What, what's wrong with having dinner with somebody? What's wrong with having a good time with somebody? What's I, wrong I with- completely agree with you, but I know that that's not the case for most women who are And that's why most people are not having good relationships. And that's why people so? are calling you. Yes, because I think that in the advent of social media and everybody's communicating, it's TMI. I think yeah. that you don't want to talk about these things. You don't want to, I mean, no, no, you I should did. have this podcast and people <laughs> should be asking these questions, but you shouldn't be. You to just go and date and have a good oh, time. I, I and completely agree with you. And if we that fire ignites when there is a fire, 
wherever you're comfortable. You shouldn't have a conversation that's uncomfortable. And yeah. these are uncomfortable conversations with strangers. They really are. Mm -hmm. And when it's comfortable and you guys have decided that you, without words, that you two are together, then have these comfortable uh, discussions that are part of a comfortable relationship. Yeah. Well, okay, so it's interesting. I probably would have given similar advice like five years ago. But now, because I am in my 30s, I do have a child, I do have a husband, and I have a lot of female friends who are single. And... Uh, yes, I can tell him, calm down, it's fine, you can have a kid when you're 45, it's all good, don't worry about it. Like, they they kind of know what they're up against. They may have struggles, they may have to do in vitro, and they're not even in relationships yet, and they're already stressing about these things, okay. they're possibly freezing their eggs. Okay. So I, so I can understand the emotion of what's going into a date scenario, even if they are the most easygoing, laid-back individual. They still have that in the I agree back with you, mind. and I agree with what they're thinking. I'm not yep. telling them to think different. I'm telling them to act different. So the right. point is that if uh, the point is that if somebody that feels this way is going on a date, man or woman, you know, uh, mostly women because you know they're the ones with the biological clock. They have more issues than right. we would have. You can't have this conversation or this feeling on the first date. If if I think that as a human being, you've got to sense what the other human being you're with is, you know, yeah, try to be well, a little bit. What's a way better. to get a well, better sense? You have to look sense. at yourself and Pardon say, what's a, way, what's a casual way to get Not a better words. sense? Okay. We no. have to, you get a sense of it by asking yourself, is this a scene out of a bad romantic comedy? Am I acting like I'm a character out of a, Listen, of a bad I, movie? I would never. Nothing then... ruins a first date than to talk about children. I would right. imagine. Yeah. I'm I mean, not a first how, date. how do you not know? Nothing that's ruins very... a first date or a second date to talk about marriage. Right. Nothing yeah. ruins a, to talk about what you want. All you that's want like is your fucking knowledge. dinner. Yeah. Right. You know. But to and get, if to you don't want to take it any further that night, you can tell there are signals they won't take oh, it further. Or for if, sure. For sure. And if they want to call you, if the guy wants to call you again, or you want to make a call, even if the woman wants to make, you call again and you see how that works out. You will know when you're in a relationship. The problem is that all these issues and everything is brought up when you're not in a relationship. You're just right. two people meeting each other. This is not a conversation for two people meeting. But each let's other. say it does get brought up, okay? Because let's say the everybody person who brought it up have... should not be bringing it up. <laughs> okay, but let's say it does, and you're sitting across the table from someone who you're like, yeah, this could this could be the woman that I want to marry and for her and her whatever it is she has little self-control over this one issue because it's a big thing for her and she's sitting across from a guy who's like this is the guy like this, this is the guy. but I need to know before I get too excited about this guy that's sitting in front of me that like he wants kids because if he doesn't like I gotta I gotta cut it off fast because I will be completely depressed if this does not work out with this individual who is way better than the 10 other guys I've gone out with for the past month just saying the emotional build up that could potentially be at a table with two people who are having an amazing connection, right? What's what that amazing is, connection? Is it two weeks? Let's say it's even one night where you start off with a, with drinks for no. an evening. Probably no. not real. No. And she's, she's the person from the bad But you're bad speaking from comedy. an outsider's perspective where you're saying that situation is not But you know what? An, 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 out, an outsider's perspective is the clearest perspective. Mm -hmm. because but it's not what people are going through well, emotionally that's the, that's and why that That's time. why we have these idiots that are on The Bachelor. And right. the Bachelorette, a hundred percent. But to help these people, don't act on your emotion. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's easier said than done. Yeah, that takes a lot of work to be able to do. It takes a lot of work to live life. Yeah, but so for this guy who's bothered by this situation of somebody else that can't control their emotions, are you saying for him to say, you know what, everything's great about you, but you can't control your emotions? I can, so we aren't good for each other. 
Or, no. okay, so how would, you, how would you help him not be so angry about a situation that may potentially come up because people haven't worked on it? Not get into those discussions. So if somebody got into those discussions and he's not, he's, it sounds like he's the catalyst to those discussions. Right. You know, so well, he's starting he it because be. I want to, well, I want a real relationship, but I want kids, but we want to wait three and a half years. And then the females probably. Says, I'm guessing it's brought up quite often by the women that he's talking to. So I'm guessing that he comes across this situation quite often and it makes him uncomfortable. I will say as a woman that if I, even if I was a month into a relationship and I brought up, not like I want to have kids in three months, but I did say, you know, I would love to have a family. That's where I would like my life to go. That That's is different one of my than what he said. Big goals. And, and, and also, you just said it. I'm a month into re- a relationship. Number one, a month. Number two, it's a relationship. Right. So that's different, different than... than but even if she did say on the first date, like, yeah, that's, no. that's one of my goals. Yeah, I'd, I'd excuse myself. <laughs> but would you? Yeah. What, really? I don't think it's a... I would, I, I would say I would... To, you know, I'm not in a date. I haven't dated in 40 years. So that... Right. But... I think that's inappropriate of her. And okay. I would tell her that. So how would, would say, you say that? How would you say that? In at least that? wait till dessert before you talk <laughs> okay, about our children. That, but that's a really good way to diffuse a conversation like this. What, what The point that I'm trying to make is that you can get really angry about this situation. You can pull back. You can go run for the hills. But potentially, because somebody has little self-control in a moment, because they're really excited or they're really nervous or they're really insecure. Or they're psycho. You could, or whatever it is. That's where I live. You could... You, you you would cut it off and get mad at that person right away. I don't get mad. Than, I don't get mad. I just know that that's not the person that's it gonna. It's, the, it's not gonna meld into a relationship it for desperation. me. Okay. He sounds angry, and that's the problem, and that's why right, he yeah. doesn't sound like a good catch. There's no reason to get angry. Listen, we all you know marriages don't work out. One you know one, I think one in every four marriages, or three mm-hmm. of every four, two of every four marriages don't work out. Yeah. Relationships are hard enough as it is. You know, dates don't work out, and and I get it. There's no reason to get mad at it, mad at somebody because they they're not compatible. But I don't think it it will help compatibility when you're talking about inappropriate, intimate things when there is no relationship. And that two dates is not a relationship. That's what freaks guys out. Yeah, three days is not a relationship. But no. he shouldn't get. It doesn't freak you out. You don't have to get angry at it. No, he, no. He's talking about yeah, this guy's Yeah, that's what I want to see. And I, lo- I love that you have that boundary for yourself, and I love that that's one of your values. And I'd I'd I rather wish you him this on International Women's Day yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would have. You know, I would have rather that this guy come with a boundary, saying, you know what, same thing. I don't like when women bring up that conversation really early yeah. in the dating process. Okay, anyway. I don't know what he's saying. But oh, every, okay. every woman who's got any common sense knows that that's not a, a winning conversation for anybody right. on the first date. You know that. And you're saying oh, yeah. if she can't help herself, then, you know, you got to, the guy, the guy has to make the decision whether you want to be with somebody who doesn't have as much self-control Basically, as maybe yeah. you need. big red flag on your Tinder profile. I, my over, my, my, my body screaming at me for kids, stay away, stay away, stay away. And then, and then the guy who wants that will be there. But I'm right sure there's there. guys who want to meet somebody and have a family yeah. right now. No, but I, I, I sorry, I, I know that we have to wrap up, but I love what you're saying because you're being very clear on what you will accept in your life in a confident, respectful manner, not in an angry, bitter, cynical manner. And that's just, that's that's the two sides that I wanted to show. You could be angry at the world for thinking a certain way, or you can take that ownership and control and say, I, this is how I think. It's not really a good thing for me. We're probably not right for each other because you do X, Y, and Z. 
which I think so is So I was right. You were right. <laughs> I am yes. right. You are right. Well, thanks for being on our show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you were wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, we'd love to have you back again. I'll come back. Okay, cool. Um, new episodes of the Askman Podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. You can go onto iTunes and download the individual episodes, or you can be really cool and just subscribe to our podcast so that you automatically uh, get new episodes coming onto your phone or mobile device or laptop, whatever you use every single week. If you want to write in questions, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Thank you, Howie Mandel, for being on the show. Do you want to tell people how they can? I think they know. I mean, but maybe they don't. Some people may not know who you are. I mean, like the, the two people who. <laughs> Where was the know. question? <laughs> how do you promote yourself? What should they be watching that you're going to be on? Or how should they find you and help build up your Twitter following? I'm going to be uh, <laughs> tomorrow. I don't know what day they're listening to this, but I'm thinking of going to lunch. I'm going to be. <laughs> Denny's. Yeah, uh, I, w- I go to Denny's yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I have a Denny's card right here. <laughs> I do. I have a gift card from Denny's. A lot of stamps on there. Hmm? Oh, wait. Oh, they don't have the regular. No, but wherever. I know I'm going to have lunch, and I know that uh, that's all I really want to promote. America's Perfect. Talent is starting yes. again, May 31st. I have a friend who's auditioning on that show. Good luck. Yeah. What is the talent? Um, I, know, I don't know, but I, I'm friends with Derek Hughes last year. He did really well. But you don't. You have a friend who's auditioning Dave on Siegel, show. I think he's auditioning. This but you don't know what he does. You don't he's know. a comedian, but oh, I don't know what, what his shtick is. Okay. I don't know what like his special thing is. Well, hopefully he does well. I know it's a hard show. You guys are tough. Well, no, we're not. Tough. You are very like welcoming. I am a lovely man. You are very much. So. <laughs> All right, stay tuned for more amazing episodes of the Ask Win Podcast. We will see you guys next week. 